I'm Nicole McCants, a psychologist turned business coach for psychotherapists. It was not long ago when I was in solo private practice, seeing way too many clients feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. In 2016, when I became pregnant with twins, I knew I had to scale to a group practice because I couldn't keep working that much. I was sick of hitting the ceiling in my income and knew that the only way to make more money and help more people was expanding my practice. In three short years, I was able to scale it to 55 therapists and multiple seven figures. Once I was able to reach that goal, I had to take it to my peers. I'm here to teach you how to scale your solo practice to a group or take your group practice to the next level. We didn't learn anything about business in graduate school. So I created the Business Savvy Therapist podcast where I share easy to implement, business and marketing strategies so you can help more people, make more money, and have more freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Business Savvy Therapist podcast. Today, I'm giving you the holiday party playbook. Yes, I know that you want this. I get these questions all the time. Nicole, I run a clinic. It is in person or it is virtual. What do I do for my holiday parties? And it's a really important question that we're going to dig into today. I'd like to start with what's the goal? Think about it for a second. What is the goal of a holiday party? We want to be clear on the goal and then, of course, make sure we get to the goal. To me, the goal is celebrating. You've been working so hard. Your team has worked so hard, and now it's time to celebrate. It's to celebrate. It's to have fun. But really, it's also to build morale and to build connection because we both know people stay because we want to retain our people and make sure they're happy. They stay in places if they feel connected to their colleagues. But I would say even more important, that they feel connected to you. I want you to check in right now. Just check into your internal barometer. How connected are you to your admin, your contractors, your employees, your therapists, everybody on your team? How connected are you? Of course, we want them to buy into our vision, but we also want them to buy into us. We want them to like us, feel this connection and bond. So I'm going to help you get there with this holiday party playbook. I'm going to first jump into in-person and then near the end of the podcast episode, we're definitely going to talk about virtual teams. By the time this episode comes out, you're really only going to have a month, just over a month before the holidays are here. And so this is perfect timing for some of you, but I suggest putting a reoccurring reminder. I love the Apple reminder app in my iPhone. And every year it reminds me because there's so many things and decisions for us to make all the time I need to delegate to Siri. So she reminds me every September to book my holiday party. The reason is, is I'm in Toronto and all the venues are usually getting booked in September or October. So keep that in mind. I want first to talk about if you have a small team and you're a new leader and you don't have much cash flow, I'm going to share what I did. What I did is I invited people to my home. How does that feel when I say that? Does that feel kind of scary? Because, you know, if you're like, oh gosh, I don't know about that. But to me, number one, my home is free. So that was amazing, low cash flow. And if you really want to save money, you could do a potluck. I catered in because I had 
some cash flow and I really just wanted to treat them. So you want to factor that in. Like, yes, you want to save money, maybe do a potluck. But I be- I truly believe, why don't you, if you can, and it's not going to stress you out and, and your, you know, the bank account too much, why don't you spoil them a little? Why don't you treat them because they work so hard? I think they're really going to appreciate that. But you also know your team the best. There might be people who actually want to do a potluck. They want to give back to you because you've also been working hard. So I think you want to check in. But what I did is I invited them to my home and that was not just to save money. It was strategic. I wanted to get them to get to know me. This is my home. I think that's a big deal to invite somebody into your space. They got to see you know, how I live. I think if we circle back to the goal of these holiday parties, it's to build that connection with you and with each other, of course. But I, I really felt that that was important, that the first one when I had a small team was in my home. Now, as you know, I had 55 therapists. That was not at my home. My very first Christmas party, gosh, I think I had maybe a team of, I don't even know, six. I feel like there was six or eight people and that works really well. I think more than that, it can be a lot, of course, depending on how big your home is. Now, we were all females at the time. I had catered in food. I had wine ready, Christmas carols, holiday carols in the background. My house was all decorated, of course. We had the tree up and all the things because we had the holiday party about a week before I celebrate Christmas, so a week before Christmas. And then, and I had told them this in the invite, I actually had halfway through the party, somebody come in and do manicures for everybody. It was so fun, a bit like, a, not really a slumber party, but like a girl's night. And what was really cool about that is there was two people that came. And so they had this little station where you would sit down with a colleague and then get your nails done and kind of chit chat. But what I really liked about and what I love about having parties at my home is it's not like a restaurant where you're kind of stuck beside the one person and you can't really mingle. The whole point of a party, I think, is to get to know everybody and have the space. So when you're setting up your house, and this is what I did, is I was intentional. So I knew people would hang out by the food and the drinks, and I have kind of like an open concept. So I was very intentional about where I placed the chairs. I really wanted people to be able to walk around and move. And then we had the nail station. And then I have kind of like a second living room so people could go up there if they wanted and like move around. I think just really being strategic if you're doing it at home and allowing for mingling and allowing for people to get to know each other and not just like a sit down dinner because you're going to get stuck not talking to everybody. And the whole point is to have some fun and build that bond. I'll tell you one mistake I made. I drink wine. Don't judge me. (laughs) Or some of you are like, cheers. And so I thought, (laughs) I don't even know. Honestly, you're going to learn through my mistakes. But for some reason, I was like, oh, most people probably drink wine. That should be good. I'll get red. I'll get white. I'll get like a variation of all the wines. Well, (laughs) most of my therapists were in their 20s. They're not drinking wine. Just like I didn't drink wine in my 20s. They're drinking mixed drinks. Where's my gin and tonic? Like, Where's all this stuff? So live and learn. A lot of them were like, oh, wine makes me sleepy. So here I am with the only drink sleepy options. So if I was to do it again and and live and learn, I now do a poll. So I tell you to use Flock, the instant messenger, and I would do a poll. Why don't you ask your team, hey guys, if you do drink, you know, what's your preferred drink? Um, And I also want to do a poll to ask you a couple ideas about venues. Here's the top three I'm thinking, you know, do you want to do A, B, and C? And, And by the way, 
listen up because I'm going to share with you all the venues you can do and the fun ideas. But I wish I would have done a poll. And it was still a great night, of course, but lesson learned, you know, really asking them what they want and giving them what they want. And that's going to be the best party. My second party, now fast forward, and I'm almost quadruple the size. And guess where we did it? This may surprise you. We did our Christmas party at our clinic. Yeah, at our clinic. And you're like, oh gosh, that's super boring. It actually wasn't. It wasn't at all. Picture this. So I had this massive clinic. When you walked in, there was 24 rooms, 7,000 square feet. The waiting room was very, very, very big. And I always said, wow, this would be a perfect dance floor because there was so much space. And if you think about it, the front desk would be the perfect DJ stand, right? Yes. So we actually dimmed the lights. We had backlighting. We hired a DJ. You know, when you go to weddings and there's that like backlighting, we had the backlighting. So it's like, uh, I don't know, purple back in the background, like this like funky purple. We had catered in. So we took our management room and that's where all the food was. So you would walk in to the waiting room. There's music playing. We have a bar. So you, first you see the DJ. Then you see this martini bar on your left. And, and everybody was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is the clinic. There's like standing, like little cocktail tables. Everybody was walking around. This one, we actually had them invite their partners. So of course, you probably don't have the cash flow for any of this yet, maybe. So just keep this in mind. But if you do, because I know bigger group practices are listening, this was so much fun. I think it depends how your clinic is set up. So picture mine, you walk in, there's the waiting room, and then there's two hallways. It's kind of like a U-shaped. And so we cl- we were strategic and we kept some of the treatment rooms open so people could sit and chat. We had bowls of chips so they can kind of like sit down. Maybe they didn't want to dance. Oh yes, there was dancing. If you have a martini bar, there's always dancing. So there was like dancing, especially near the end of the night. Some people were taking shots. I mean, that may not be your thing, but I just let them let loose and have fun, right? Like truly, we hold on to so much of humanity's suffering. And if your therapists want to take a shot or have an extra martini, let them. That's where I come. Like one of my values was work hard, play hard. And I think it's so important that we let it all out, like let loose. Otherwise, it's like we're like pressure cookers running around and then screaming at our kids and like not letting it out, right? Or letting it out in all the wrong ways. And then here's the fun part. So we also had a photographer. If you're going to invest money in anything, let it be a photographer. Again, this was really strategic. So I really wanted memories. And I knew it was um, dressed to impress. We had a bit of a theme, like we wanted, you know what, to dress up. It just everybody feel good. And so everybody looked so great. We had this like photo booth kind of, where it was the corner of the office was set up with props, like funny little Santa hats and little elf, like naughty and nice little things you could hold up. And then the photographer was there taking hilarious pictures of everybody. It was so amazing. Like the interns were grabbing their supervisor and or their friends. It was just so fun. But here's the strategic part. I took those photos. I printed them. And I put them in our kitchen so everybody could see like the memories for weeks and weeks. And then I shared the digital photos with everybody on instant messenger. So they had that. 
I think that's so important. Not only is it fun and building connection, like it was a really good time. It was like an epic, like I would say, I would actually go as far as use that word, like an epic party. But I think that there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that associate work with negative, some negative things, right? Like, okay, it's going to be a long day. Here's, Here's all the people on my calendar. But if we can do just a little bit as leaders to associate the clinic with... I'm surrounded and supported by amazing people making a difference. So of course, we're doing that daily. But also, oh my gosh, this was so fun. Like now I have this crazy memory of like the hallway. We actually did beanbag toss. And in Canada, we call it like cornhole. So you probably know what that is. It's like a lawn game, but we had that down the hall. And people were there until 1am, like the DJ had to start kicking people out. So it was amazing. And so if any of that resonates with you, Or maybe that's just something that one day you can have. But if you take anything away, I would definitely invest in the photos and somebody just snapping all of the memories because that's going to make a difference with that connection. Guess what? I just released hot off the press, a brand new free masterclass just for you. It's called From Solo to Super Team. How to Build a Seven-Figure Group Practice, where I walk you through the four simple must-have shifts to get you started quickly and correctly. The link to register is in the show notes. See you there. Now let's talk venues. Okay, so you can have it at your home if you're in person. Here's where else I think could work really well. Do not have it at a restaurant. I don't think that's a good idea. You're stuck. You can't really move. You don't really talk to anyone. It's not really a party if you think about it. It's kind of just out for dinner. You want... And I think too, like memories aren't made when it's the same old. Like We go out for dinner. But if you do something unique... And I think I have such fond memories of our clinic party because it was just so different to have it at the clinic. You know what I mean? And I think your memories are associated with things that are just outside of your normal routine. Why not try bowling? I don't know if you've ever been to a bowling party. We did this with the McCants Method team last year. And it was so fun because again, you're up, you're mingling. It's also a game. So you're all working together to... Well, you're kind of playing against each other, but still we had teams, right? So it's just like fun team building. Or there's axe throwing. Axe throwing. I've also been to a similar party for my husband. It was really fun again because it's a lot of moving around. What about karaoke? Wouldn't that be hilarious to have some of these people just bellow and sing? I I secretly want to do that. Or an escape room. I feel like that would be really great for team building. Or cookie decorating. You could go somewhere and make them or incorporate this into your house. Wine tasting. You know, if if people um, drink wine or cocktail mixology could work. What about tobogganing? I know my California listeners are probably like, what do you mean? What is that? I have no snow here, which I'm secretly jealous of. But can you imagine tobogganing and then out for like cider and hot chocolate after? I think that'd be so funny. Like, I feel like we just need to get on a toboggan and let loose because we're so in the moment, right? And we're not like, we just back to holding all of the suffering of the world, maybe we just need to get on a toboggan and feel completely free. If you're going to have it at your house, another few quick things you could do, gingerbread house contest Mm -hmm. or board games. Again, it's the feel of your culture. It really is. Here's the thing. The feel of your culture starts with you. What would 
you want, right? So what I mean by that is I'm a very outgoing personality. You probably know that. I love to have a good time. I love to have a party. And so my parties are going to be that way. But if you're more reserved, then board games would fit your personality. Now, because I think that your culture is often a reflection of you because everything trickles down from you. So you want to do a poll, give them your top three options, but make sure that you're okay with the top three options. If you would never toboggan in your life, you know, let that not be an option. Oh, and something to add to any party ugly sweater contest. I just think it's a little extra thing that you can make it a little bit more fun. Everybody's participating and it's hilarious and makes for some really good, memorable photos. Now let's talk virtual teams. This is a bit more tricky, but it really is doable. All the things we can do virtually now. Of course, there's the online games. I have to be honest, we all did this during COVID and my husband had his party online. And at first I was kind of like, okay, we'll go in the basement and do this party. And surprisingly, it was really fun. We did Jeopardy and we did it against each other. And it was with partners, which made it really cool. I actually just want to pause for a second to talk about that. At the beginning, you probably don't have the cash flow to invite partners if they're partnered. But I think it's really smart one day. And sometimes we would rotate. So we'd have one party, just the team. And then the summer party, which I'll do a future podcast episode on, was the team and their partner if they felt comfortable bringing them. And so it changes the dynamic a lot. But I feel back to connection, meeting their other half was amazing. It was like, oh my gosh, I've heard so much about you. We actually invited partners to our clinic party, the big party I was telling you about with a DJ. And it was really nice because their partners wanted to see their office. Like, oh, let me see your office. Wow. Like you talk about this all the time. Like walk me around. It was really cool. It ended up being like a bit of an open house for their partners. So if you can, and it feels good, I would invite partners when you're ready. Okay, so you can do online games. You have a virtual team. You could also do a cooking or a baking party. Oh, yes, you can do it virtually. Picture yourself. You're in your kitchen. You've got all the... I mean, I would hate this because I don't like cooking, but let's say you love to bake. Everybody is on Zoom or some platform and you're all doing the same recipe. You're tasting, you're laughing. Maybe you've got some hot chocolate. You've got fun Christmas music in the background. Like I really think it could be a great time. And what you can do is when you sit down to actually eat after you've worked hard cooking or baking, why don't you try sharing some holiday traditions or holiday storytelling? So, hey guys, I love to go around while we eat our Christmas, whatever it is, gingerbread that we just made. And I love to hear a tradition, like a family tradition or just like a Christmas memory or story. And I'll tell you, my summer party... So I just had my summer party a few months ago. And at the end of the night, it was so nice. We had a pool party and the DJ had left. Same DJ. I love him. So he comes to all my parties now. And we were just in a circle like with candles because it was dark out. And randomly, I was like, hey guys, why don't we go around the room? We're a small team. I think there was six or eight of us. And I said, I'd love to hear if you feel comfortable just sharing like one thing about you that we don't know. And we went around the room and it was amazing. And I feel like if you do this holiday tradition storytelling, it's going to be as amazing. For me, what I found out 
is a couple of things. One, we have so much in common. It's like uncanny where it's like, oh my God, I didn't know that about you. I'm from that small town too, or what? Your daddy, dad was in the military, mine too. Like just things that you find out that you might have in common or relate to. It was out of the whole party and we had an absolute blast. That was my favorite part because I really feel so much closer to all of them after we had that like intimate moment. So I highly suggest it and you can do it over some hot cocoa. Or there's always a paint night or a craft night where you can get an instructor on a Zoom platform, let's call it, like video conference, and everyone's painting and chatting. So you're doing something as a team and then everyone shows it at the end. Or there's virtual happy hour where back to like a mixology class, you can absolutely do that from home. How much fun would that be? And then lastly, you can actually do a virtual escape room. Yeah. Somehow there's like this exists online to do a a virtual escape room. So if you love that, again, back to the team building and strategic thinking, and you know that your team would just love like that piece, then I would do that. Whatever you do, know this. Be yourself at the party. Show up as you. Leave your boss hat at home. Or if you are home, leave it in the closet. Your energy in this party is contagious. So I think, and I'm just sharing this because of my recent summer party, I had my husband here. He was helping me host. And I was just myself. There's aspects of me. I'm very transparent. I was just me. And energetically, whether it's the mirror neurons or just energetically, by doing that, I gave permission for them to be themselves. And I think that's why at the end of the night, we were able to intimately bond about aspects of our family life and all of that, that like really it was like such a beautiful surprise because who I was being, because again, it all trickles down from the leader. Think back to terrible parties you've been to with old bosses. You know exactly what I mean, don't you? You show up and they're so uptight and just like there's so many rules or or they're sh- so just, you know, I don't even know the word, like cold. There's there's definitely like a hierarchy that you're a bit nervous going, like you don't really want to go. Don't have that party. Be you and shine. People love you. They will show up and they will have the best time. If you want everything I just said, because I said a lot, DM me on Instagram. I'm going to give you my holiday party playbook. Yes. I wrote it all down for you because I know there's so much. So I want you to have it in your hands, read it, and then you can pick, okay, you know, what am I going to do? And maybe you can even plan a couple of years ahead and budget and all that. Actually, I want to talk about budget. I'll do that in a second. But if you want my holiday party playbook, why don't you jump on my Instagram? It's in the show notes, Nicole.McCants method. DM me just two words, holiday playbook. Okay. And I'll send you every single thing I just listed. I've written it all down for you, done all the work. I want to leave with budget. You want to give yourself about a hundred dollars per person. Just expect to spend at least a hundred dollars per person. Unless you're doing like my house and a potluck, then obviously it's going to be cheaper. But for dinner, if you get some appetizers for people and then they do a meal plus a drink or two and taxes, especially in Canada, because our taxes are really big, it's going to cost you at least a hundred bucks. So do the math and then pick your venue based on that. And then you might want to do a poll saying, Hey guys, here's the top two choices. I always like it to feel collaborative. You don't have to do a poll, but I think they love to know that they're at least choosing, right? And then they get to be excited about it before they get that invitation. 
I hope all of this was helpful. It's going to be an amazing party and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business Savvy Therapist podcast. I hope this episode was helpful. I would be so grateful if you would share this with a peer or colleague that is wanting to help more people make more money and have more freedom. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any new episodes and please do leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next one.